Welcome to the Runners Connect Run to the Top Extra Kick Extra Kick Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Runners Connect Run to the Top Extra Kick Podcast. Sitting here today with Coach Rory and myself, Coach Dylan Bellis. And today we're going to be talking about the California International Marathon, just general information about the course, what it's like, and how we best think you should run that marathon to get the best out of yourself. And maybe even if you're looking forward to another year of running CIM or maybe looking into it, we were going to basically discuss what it's like to run there, how it's best to prepare for it, and how it's be- how to execute a race plan on race day. So this will be my third attempt at the California International Marathon. I've run in both 2016, 2018, and then this year, 2019. This will be Coach Rory's second CIM. So in a way, we're experienced runners at CIM. We both run it relatively quick, and we've enjoyed the overall atmosphere and what it provides as a course and, and race community. One of the cool things about CIM and why a lot of people go out there to run is basically a host of a few things. One is that it's in Sacramento, California in December. And I don't know if you've ever been to Sacramento, California in December, but it is beautiful. It typically is around 40 degrees, a race start, clear skies, low humidity, perfect weather for running. The course also has a net downhill profile, but not enough to where we would say it doesn't count. It's it's a legal course. It's point to point, very minimal turns. And it has these nice rolling down hills that can really uh, boost you forward. And yeah, essentially it's a smaller race. There's not corrals. So you kind of just line up as, as you will. And you basically run from Folsom, California to right downtown in Sacramento. So I'm going to be sitting here with Rory today. And we're basically just going to have a small conversation about the course and what we think about it. Before I give you my opinion on how the course typically rolls, I'm going to let Rory kind of give his perspective on how he ran the course last year and how he best thinks it is to, to run that course, to get your best time or to run it optimally on race day. Yeah. Thanks coach Dylan. As you mentioned, it was my first time doing it last year in 2018. And I was really impressed. Um, it seemed like the whole city came together for this event it doesn't quite have the feel of like one of these really major races yet. There's a lot of runners there. Um, everyone you see around town seems to have running gear on and is there for the race. But, um, yeah, I was overall really impressed. Obviously I targeted that race for some of the reasons that Dylan mentioned because it's such a speedy course in terms of my approach. I've been lucky enough to have a coach for about the past year. I've actually never had my, own coach, at least post-collegiate since uh, after college, but he's actually pretty conservative in terms of pacing and, and he tends to rein me in, which is a good thing. Since high school and even into college, I usually had the temptation to kind of take off at the start. I get excited by race day scenarios and I, I like to get in the mix. So uh, he was very conservative in his splits and I'm going to focus less on time today. Cause I realize if you're running, we all have different goals there. But, uh, basically if I recall, I started off at about 10 to 15 seconds slower than my overall goal time at the start, you know, just to kind of feel out the race, 
of course, there's people who take off hot and want to, you know, net some time in the early part of the course and use the downhill. So the biggest thing I would say is don't get too excited on the hills. It, it feels really good. And if I hadn't had these splits for my coach at the beginning, I think I would have um, taken off with this lead pack. What's actually kind of funny is um, I ended up running with the top females uh, in the race. And as a result, I think someone like sent me a picture on Twitter where I was up front with the lead females. You know, we had the, the cameras were probably on us at some point, but that just happened to be the pace um, that I'd been signed. And I felt really good. I, in fact, I wanted to run ahead with some of these other guys who, you know, I knew I should probably be beating. But as a result of holding off, um, I found those runners who had gone out a little bit more aggressively. Uh, they came back to me on the later part of the course. And um, as we've mentioned in some of, some of our Runners Connect articles, we really encourage you to hold off on courses that have a lot of big downhills because even though it feels good, it really beats up your quads. Yeah, that's a pretty accurate description there. I second Rory when he when he says about being patient really early on. I mean, like any marathon early on, we should feel pretty good, at least through halfway, sometimes 16 or 18 miles before it really starts to hurt. CIM, you should really exercise some form of caution early on. There is a good amount of uphill, so don't don't think that it's just point to point downhill because that's that's not true. There is a good amount of uphills in that that first part of the race, but it does roll down. So it's just as much up, there's more down. And like Rory was saying, it's going to take a tax on your quads. So the the more time you're going to attempt to bank in that first half, when things flatten out, it, it almost feels like you're running in sand. Uh, that's that's at least out of the way I would describe it when you get to about mile 22 when things are completely flat. It feels like you're running up a mountain. And if you run through the streets of Sacramento, there is absolutely no mountains in Sacramento. So that that uphill that anybody's experienced in CIM, it's completely flat. So a lot of times when that happens, you've gone out a bit too quickly. And yeah, I can kind of tailor this back to my my first CIM experience where, you know, I ignored the signs, went out too hard, really was crushing the race through about 20, 22 miles. And from 22 to 26, I put on about six minutes of time, hobbled back to the finish line, basically, and as soon as I crossed the line, I went right to my hotel room, ran the bath, took a nap in a, in a nice warm bath because my legs and my quads were just completely trashed. And it took weeks for me to really kind of bounce back from that. So if we're talking about overall preparation for, for such a race and, you know, we don't even have to be talking about CIM really, it's really any of those big downhill races, any of those rebel races, the Cottonwood, Charleston, whatever it is, you know, those big downhill races. Yeah, even Boston early on is is net downhill the first half. People like to bank a lot of time there, but that's definitely not the way to go and definitely a way to make those last six miles pure misery. So I think if you're preparing for a race like CIM, obviously right now it's it's too late to do anything new. But obviously you can prepare mentally and physically for how the race unfolds and be able to run a smart race. So if I was giving actionable advice for how you're going to run it now – I would say, you know, making sure that you're not trying to make up time on downhill early on in the race. Don't make any really big decisions until after about 16 miles. 
and really be prepared for the last four miles, even though it's flat, to be one of the toughest parts of the race just because you don't have that momentum of the downhill. Now, if you have a full year to prepare for something like CIM or a downhill race, that's when I think you should maybe look into preparing yourself in a way that simulates how the course runs. So because it's going to be very challenging on your quads, glutes specifically, I think that there should be some form of tailored strengthening program that's going to help make sure that your legs are resilient in that manner. So whether that's getting in on the weight room, doing things in your home, your living room, or simply like we have, fortunately, is that we can run up a side of a, a mountain on a dirt road and be able to do our long run where we go 10 miles out, 10 miles back, and the first 10 miles are uphill, you know, again, working hamstrings and glutes really intensively. And then on the downhill, working those stability muscles, quads, kind of lateral stability muscles there, really helping you stay upright and, and staying strong. So I guess my question, you know, for you, Rory, and, and kind of how you've prepared better from last year to this year and preparing for CIM itself in terms of your development over year to year and how do you make changes from last year to this year's race, knowing how the course unfolds, knowing that it's going to take a little bit more out of your body, knowing that your quads really took a hit from those downhills. What have you done this year to be able to make sure that it goes better and you have a better result and opportunity to finish faster than you did last year? One thing that stands out to me is you did mention hills. So since CIM is billed as such a fast course, even now that you mention it, you know, I think one thing that maybe uh, colors my vision of that race is I had a really great time. It was a PR so I was pleased with it. So you're obviously going to kind of focus on remembering the good things. And now that you mentioned that there were moments in the race where even though my coach had told me it's rolling Hills, you're going uphill. You're like, Oh man, I, I thought this was supposed to be a fast course. So, so the one thing that I learned in terms of how I approach the race, I would not even look at my watch on the uphills. I know a lot of our athletes, um, really, check out their watch and are looking at that frequently. And, you know, that's smart. You, I definitely advise doing it on the downhill. So you're not flying 20 or 30 seconds ahead of goal pace, but on the uphill, I wouldn't even look at it because you're just going to get negative feedback. It is going to be momentary. You're going to make up the time on the, the downhill that follows, uh, but really just maintain effort. That's, that's how I'm going to approach the sections where there are hills, just focus on effort. And, um, since I've moved to Flagstaff in the, the past year, as Dylan referenced, we get to run on some really hilly roads. I think just having routes that you do where there's lots of hills just helps in general. I have done some specific hill workouts and repeats, but yeah, just getting used to some incline is important. Cool. Yeah. That makes, makes a lot of sense. You know, if you, if you don't live in an area where you have a lot of hills, you know, making sure that you're getting in the gym, making sure that you're at least stressing your body with some form of load so that you can prepare for such a race. I think it's really easy for a flatlander to kind of come out there and really struggle with the amount of ups and downs. So if you don't have hills, obviously you can go to a treadmill, you know, bridges, that sort of thing, or just getting in the gym and making sure that you're providing some form of loaded activity to make sure that at least you have something to bank on when when it comes to muscular endurance and strength as a marathon unfolds. 
So, you know, my next my next kind of thought here and in preparing for the race, you know, just getting ready for the race itself and getting ready for it. What are, what are you doing before the race? What is like your routine before for the race and for something like CIM, knowing how it unfolds, knowing how you get to the start line with the buses. So you got to get on the buses pretty early in the morning and, and get driven up to the start line a lot of times, um, unless you have somebody go and drop you off. But before the race, what what are you doing before the race? What what are you um, what are you doing just to get ready for the course itself? You know, since this is a, a big focus race for me, one thing that I fall back on is just the routine. I'm not gonna change things up too much. I usually do about a 15 minute warm up total. Start off with some light jogging. Uh, typically, I follow that up with stretching some dynamic drills and then switch into the the lighter shoes the flats this year will be the vapor flies it'll be my second time racing in them and i know we're going to have a, a separate conversation about those shoes but anyway i get into the flats and do some final strides or sprints and really there's nothing uh too dramatically different about this start i think it's uh operations are very smooth and uh, I think more important is maybe what you do in the 24 hours prior, whether that's being the not changing up the meals that you have. Uh, this year, I guess you referenced what what have I done differently. Uh, last year, since I was relatively new to the marathon, I didn't really focus on nutrition as much as I should have. I just kind of eat whatever was in the fridge and go out for my long run. And honestly, I just had a lot of stomach issues from that. So. On my long runs, I've only been eating the same meal. It sounds kind of boring. I have oatmeal, banana, just a little bit of coffee. So that way my stomach's used to it because I'm addicted to caffeine. And you can bet I'm going to go to the grocery store and get oatmeal, banana, and a little bit of coffee. So don't rock the boat. Well, yeah. So, I mean, short and sweet. You know, just make sure that you're sticking to your routine, making sure that you're nice and warmed up, prepared for the race itself. You know, nothing too crazy. You know, again, it's just, it's really just sticking to what works. No really reason to to deviate from that. Fortunately, at a place like CIM, you actually have time to go and do a nice little jog or warm up, maybe five or 10 minutes before the race, just kind of getting blood flowing, using the bathroom, making sure that you have water, making sure you have your gels, preparing for what's on the course and just kind of setting yourself up mentally. It's a really easy course for you to just kind of line up and go. There's not a whole lot of logistical issues beforehand. It's pretty straightforward. So if you're listening to this, your first time going out to CIM, just be aware of making sure that you're getting there on time, having enough time to do everything you need to do before the race, giving yourself uh, some lessened pressure as it comes to that race morning, and be prepared for some hills early on. Practice good form running downhill just as you would on the uphills. Definitely do not try and overstride, lengthen stride, you know, really lose a lot of your positive momentum when it comes to running downhill. A lot of people lose form and the the worse form or the more you lose your form running downhill, the more that you're going to be activating muscles in ways that are not good. And, and potentially that's when you're going to have the, you know, the electrical issues, the neuromuscular issues like cramping and whatnot that are not only associated with with dehydration, but also with muscular endurance and, and a lack of a neuromuscular connection that is 
can be caused by too much damage to that muscle via running downhill with bad form. So just to kind of tie this all up, be prepared for a nice sunny day. Typically in Sacramento, California, nice and cool. Make sure you bring a nice layer, maybe some small gloves. It is California, but it is still almost Northern California. So it does get pretty chilly there that time of year. So prepare for that. Get ready for the uphills, making sure that you're running good downhills and don't waste your race early on. Really focus on that back half and, and give it a good roll. You know, that's just kind of our take on how we think it's best to run CIM and to be able to have your best race. Again, the last six miles are going to be completely flat. We want to make sure that you have some form of integrity there. So don't lay, don't leave your race in the first 10K. Let's leave it out there on the last 10K. So again, we hope to see everybody at CIM. We're going to be there. We're going to be racing. We're going to hang out with some of the Runners Connect and people who are listening to our podcast and support us. And we look forward to meeting everybody. If you have any further questions on, again, the race itself, the breakdown, the drop, you know, what you should be doing, how you should be doing it, and, you know, what's the best way to do it, let us know. You know, this is definitely why we're here, and we definitely want to make sure that we're providing all our athletes and our listeners with the best advice possible when it comes to racing a, a race that we have a lot of experience with, that we've been there, we've done it, and we've learned from it. So we hope to see everybody there in a couple weeks. It's just right around the corner. Hope everybody's enjoying the last few weeks of training, doing hard work, and preparing for the race itself. If you haven't already, go on the website, the California National Marathon, and making sure that you've got everything figured out between where the buses are, how to get there, what's on the course, what you're going to be taking, and just making sure that when you get there and you start on the line, it's just going to be mindless. You're not going to have to worry about it because you have everything planned already in advance. We hope to see everybody there. We hope that you you took advantage of some of our talk today. And this is Coach Dylan and Coach Roy Moynihan. And you've been listening to the Runners Connect Run to the Top Extra Kick Podcast.